0: Oh, I just wanted to point out this moment (laughs) that happened for some reason. Let's do that again. Let's do it again. Hi. Hi. For some reason on the first episode, Gunter was like, what are you doing with your hand when you said hi? And I literally was just waving my ring finger. So that's going to be how I do it from now (laughs) on. <laughs> it's a staple. Hello. Of the up now. Yeah. Um, but hey, welcome back to Bye. another episode of the
1: uh, and out podcast. We gotta come out with a podcast. We gotta come up with more, uh, like melodic runs and stuff. Right? Yeah. We Harmonies. I feel like we always do the same thing, which I I guess is good for the identity of the pod and the intro and getting people with mm-hmm. it, but. I want to change it up every time. I want to do something different. I don't know why. Okay, well, we need
0: to rehearse before then. Yeah. But um, today is a very special episode of the podcast. Thank you for tuning in last week where we talked about, are we moving to Europe? Maybe. I wish. Um, But this week is the ookie. The The spooky, spooky. The kooky episode. All right, Alyssa. I know. And it's all things spooky, all things Halloween. Thoughts on Halloween, Gunter?
1: Um, it is a fun holiday. It was always a treat growing up, even no in the Bible No intended. Oh, <laughs> I didn't see what I did there. Um, yeah, it was It was a treat growing up. It was always fun, even though did we Did you, live... like, go through a... Well, you lived in... Hmm. Yeah, you lived in a pretty good trick-or-treating neighborhood. Yes, except we didn't want to walk everywhere, so we went to a different neighborhood, which I'm sure some people... Be like, ah, I can't believe you did that. No, we would go to that. we would go to a different neighborhood where all the houses were much closer together, so you could get more you bang for more your house. Yeah,
0: see, that's a good tactic. What I would do because when I grew up, I lived on a, a street with nine houses, no, eleven houses on it total. It was a really small cul de. Is that your album title? Eleven
1: houses on a street. Sounds it's very, it's giving like Taylor Swift ever more vibes. Um, 11 houses, <laughs> but and I only
0: own
2: five.
0: No, so we would go to the rich neighborhoods, mm-hmm. which the houses weren't necessarily close together, but they would give the big candy bars. So we would like walk a lot and get the good candy. Can't relate because sometimes money,
1: so these people were giving out money what on where Halloween were you okay look I feel like that's only a thing in like Beverly Hills like that's what I imagine people handing out like bars of candy and money and like candied apples I'm like we didn't have we didn't in have the like, northeast we didn't have like the rich neighborhood yeah. where we lived no, we go
0: to the rich neighborhoods and we just bebop around in our costumes and we go, oh my gosh, king size Reese's. Oh my gosh, king size three musketeers. Yes, please. Uh, but anyway, I need to ask you something. Me? Yes. Oh. Why does our friend, I don't know if she wants her name on the pot or not, but why does she hate Halloween? What does
1: it stay, start with?
0: Our friend that hates Halloween. Your
1: work wife. Oh, <laughs> yes. I was like, I do know someone, yeah. but I'm like, our friend. Have we talked about them recently? Yes. Um. Uh, Work wife, who's no longer work wife. Well, but, yeah,
0: but has she said explicitly why
1: she doesn't like it or? She just doesn't like being scared, like, uh, like even going down the Halloween aisle in like Target where the little plastic toys like activate okay. when you walk by mm. like that scares her I don't, it's just the unexpected it's okay. she's very <sighs> what's her sign do you know yes she is a maybe I don't remember
0: well do you remember when her birthday is this will be the real test of
1: friendship <laughs> um <laughs> I feel like it's at the beginning of the year He's looking
0: it up, which is fine. I mean, he didn't even know my birthday for, like, <laughs> a really long
2: time. And I'm not good with
1: dates. Yes. Yeah. Okay, she must be... She's a Virgo. I wanted to say Virgo. I'm not going to lie, but I wasn't sure if I was in the right which time I frame feel of like the calendar. That kind
0: of tracks Virgos like to have everything under control. They like to have things be expectable. Is that a word? Expe-
1: yeah. Uh, yeah, sure, whatever. Sure.
0: And so maybe it's our pod. We can do what the, we want. The chaos of Halloween is not her fave.
1: Yeah, and I get some people just don't like to be scared. Um, I don't like jump scares, like movies that you go to for. I kind of realized this last night while we were watching that new The Fall of the House of Usher thing on Netflix. Which, if you haven't Watch watched, it. we're only two episodes in as of this podcast. We'll, by the time this is out, we'll definitely have finished it. Yeah, but uh, if you have not watched it for some reason, it is so good. Well, just two okay, we're two episodes in.
0: in. It could go downhill from there.
1: That's but... true, but it it is. It reminded me. I always say I hate scary movies. Yes, I hate stuff like. I guess I don't hate Paranormal Activity, but like the entire movie series is just a bunch of jump scares. Like mm-hmm. it's just riling the audience up. Like I can hear the audio cues when the music changes or the background noise changes yeah it's like Halloween
0: like the original Halloween movie Halloween anytime you hear you'd know a jump scare was coming like it would kind of like prime you
1: yes which is a light motif yeah sure
0: but um you like more like I'm gonna guess like creepy sinister weird
1: I like it when there's like some mysterious uh like Backing to it, like uh, like the fall of the House of Usher. I'm not going to give it away, but it's not about the jump scare. It's more about like the the thickness of the plot and how integrated and the story. Horror- yeah, it's very mysterious. Yeah. That I can vibe with. That I feel like. CC. Hey, it works. CC. What is that? The initials.
0: Yeah, but what is it? CC. What is that? Oh, (laughs) okay. Sorry. Work wife. Yeah. Friend. Yes. Um,
1: (laughs) I thought you were trying to like come up with a genre called CC. No, I think she's a fan of Agatha Christie. So like that idea of the plot being planned out and a mystery that has to be solved by the end of the uh, end of the story and all the characters are intricately woven that I think she would appreciate, But it's the jump scares just out of nowhere for just scaring that she does not vibe with. And after being a high school teacher myself, I get it. I mean,
0: yeah, a lot of horror movies are just jump scares. I prefer horror movies that are like, actually have a plot. I think the big thing, the reason why horror movies always have horrible ratings, well, not always, but most of the time have pretty bad ratings on like Rotten Tomatoes and stuff, is because they don't have any kind of like plot. There's no actual like story. There's no like,
1: it's just... Boogity boogity.
0: But I was going to ask you, do you have a favorite Halloween movie? That could be horror movie. Halloween Town. You want to talk about something?
1: But the one where they changed Marnie. That... I like the new Marnie. Where oh. they had like the bu- the three sisters that were bullies. So she's like older, right? Born, yeah, she went to, yeah, she goes to Halloween Town College or whatever.
0: Halloween Town, when I was a child, actually scarred me.
1: Oh, yeah. The first movie
0: is very scary. Like, I had nightmares recurring nightmares about being in a movie theater and that like guy that's dressed all in black like running through the halls and then my you know when they're in the movie theater and they're all like frozen watching the movie screen. Uh-huh. I had nightmares where my mom was frozen like that and I would be screaming to try to get her to wake up and she wouldn't. That is now that is freaky. Yeah. So everyone's like haha it's like a Disney whatever Halloween movie. It's it's supposed to be for kids. No, that scarred me.
1: Yeah, no, I, that I can agree with. That, that, when I was a kid, I've always liked the Halloween Town movies. If you don't, something's wrong with you. Oh, Hocus Pocus is a great Halloween tradition. Like, that, I think it goes without saying that that movie is, like, Halloween for everybody our age. And we all know. My. Well, y'all probably don't know.
0: Well, maybe you do, because I probably have talked about it. I'm holding up something that my dear friend Katie gave me for my birthday. Hey, girl. It is a Squishmallow of Jack Skellington from my favorite Halloween movie, Nightmare Before Christmas. Double whammy. Um, Halloween movie. Christmas movie. I watch it twice a year. Yeah, never with me. I know. We've, We've never watched don't like movies. Maybe That's I'll make true. him watch movies. But, oh, it is just Tim Burton genius. I love his movies. Very creepy. Very weird. We love, like, stop motion claymation movies from old times. This movie came out the year that I was born, actually. Old maiden type shoes. And
1: so I just called myself old. Great. That movie came out the year you were born? hmm Oh. I did not know it was that old. Oh. Okay. Uh, older than me did it come out like on Halloween
0: (laughs) um I actually don't know the answer to that or is it like a Thanksgiving
1: crossover then
0: maybe I feel like it came out closer to Christmas than it did to Halloween this
1: is Halloween
0: because overall I think it is more of like a Christmassy movie but it's like I don't know anyway but that's my favorite Halloween slash Christmas movie
1: and I love it well um and we there's just room for everybody (laughs)
0: Yeah. My favorite horror movie is The Conjuring series, by the way. Y'all need to watch that if you like horror movies. <gasps> oh. They're very scary. And that's more than just jump scares. It's, like, freaky.
1: What's freaky is hearing the cats
0: outside the studio. Yeah, they're trying to break in. But, hey, that adds to the effect of the
1: spookiness. It does. Ooh. You guys probably can't even hear it anyway. But um, I also would love to recommend for spooky season watching... The Haunting of Bly Manor and the Haunting of Hill House. Hill House. Those are both like the same
0: yes. director on and Netflix. They're honestly, so good. I feel like the guy that's doing Fall of the House of Usher probably is also involved because it has all the same actors and actresses. Not, Not all the, the same, same but, but it has many of the yes. recurring people. And it
1: is like such a uh, Haunting of Bly Manor, Haunting of Hill House on Netflix. It's like a episodic telling of like a scary story but it's much less of the jump scare and more of the like the mystery what is going on and it takes many episodes after Mm -hmm. seeing all these things and there's plot twists it's very good very good Also, if you want an easy read,
0: scary book that's basically like a scary movie, read Verity by Colleen Hoover. One of the Mm -hmm. best books I ever read had me on my toes, on the edge of my seat, whatever you want to say. And I was scared to the point where I was like reading it. And in my head, I was like, Gunter's going to murder me in my sleep one day. I like went crazy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but i don't love that uh, anyway um we have some more spooky stuff planned for later on this episode but we got to do our ups and outs first. it's worth it we've already recorded it it's, yes so it's stay fun.
1: tuned <laughs> we do some little costume moment it's fun um so if you're listening i highly recommend that for this yes. episode specifically you go to our youtube up and out pod um and you watch this episode, the ooky spooky Halloween special mm-hmm. for the visuals. Because we worked hard on it. Yes. Kind of. We did. Um, what is your up this week, Gunter? My up is, honestly, this is kind of a cop out, so I'll do two. Oh, I'll okay. do two so that there's more substance. Um, Playing with makeup. We went to That's saf- not a cop out. Well, it's. I mean, I'm not good at it, so I can't really say it's. But an it's up. fun. I'm learning how the things work. We went to Sephora today. I got a Fenty skin tint over here. I got mm-hmm. some color corrector, primer. some Glossier primer, primer, primer. <laughs> um, got some some powder for the face. I'm learning how to do everything because I got sick of looking at my broken out skin on the. The unofficial first season of us doing the videos okay. for this. So I want it to look better if we're going to put in all this effort to come up with ideas and record. And I, I want to look. I want to look good. I want to look good. Hey, Especially when I'm staring that. at us for hours yeah, editing. You, you know, the one editing. Yeah. And it's just kind of fun. I don't know. It's fun. That's kind of my up. And um, I'm not good at it yet. So I will take any tips uh, that you have. Um, also, we finally found a liquor store that sells uh, Hangar One Vodka, which is so delicious. It's a flavored vodka brand. A little more on, like, the Grey Goose price side.
0: Yeah, it's it's up. It's but to- it, I would say it's top shelf.
1: You would? Grey Goose is top shelf, so yes. Okay, well, <laughs> anyway. I spent money that I shouldn't have on it. And... It, uh, we tried it in California. It was so good. And I've been looking for it everywhere and haven't found it yet until today. So I'm very I excited. I think
0: if you're into flavored vodkas, it is probably one of the best that you'll find. It's because smooth. We've it, had, tastes, it tastes real. Like yeah. Like
1: real fruit and orange blossom. That's the kind of flavor we We've had
0: Grey Goose's flavored vodka, which we enjoy. Pretty we good. also have had like kettle ones. Like they have those essence ones, which are, they're okay. Um... But as far as flavored vodkas go, I do think
1: Hanger One is the best we've had. I mean, I don't knock Absolute. I love me some Absolute and Grey Goose, but this Hanger One, just like the flavor that's in it. It It doesn't just taste like orange flavor. It tastes like the spirit of an orange mm. and an orange blossom. It's very herby, but delicious. It's so good. So Anyway, we found it. Those are my ups.
0: Yeah. Okay. My up this week is that I performed my first real procedure at work, and it's kind of scary, which is why I wanted to include it in this episode. But um, yeah, I didn't really expect as like a brand new PA to be working um, and like doing procedures by myself because... I was told originally I was gonna just do, gonna be doing outpatient stuff, but now they're like, go inpatient, go inpatient. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> what? But um, it means I get to do some procedures, so I got to do what's called a thoracentesis. You take a needle about this long, no exaggerating, about this long, and you stick it in someone's back through their ribs, and you stick it into their pleural space, which is like the space between the chest wall and the lungs, Because some people get fluid collected in there and then it makes it hard for them to breathe because it's kind of like pressing on their lungs. So you stick it in the space and then you drain all the fluid out. (gasps) Yeah. and I I would vomit. I drained
1: 1.6 liters out of this person. That is more (laughs) or that is is a little over how much our big Stanleys carry like in water. Well, if you think about
0: like one point, so a liter of two liter bottle of soda. And I did 1.6 liters. I love some soda. Um, The week prior, that patient actually had two and a half liters drained. So, yeah. But there are many reasons you can get fluid around your lungs. But that, you know. Anyway, we're not going to get into all that. This is not a medical podcast. But But nothing we say should be taken as uh, medical advice. But my up this week is that I got to do a procedure and it went really well. I didn't give the guy a collapsed lung. So, yay! yay!
2: Good. Good! Yeah.
1: Um, What's your out? My out is uh, also tied to cosmetics and aesthetics, since everyone loves using that word. Um, Red is not my color for nails. I was editing one of the episodes. um, I think it was the Europe episode that I was editing, and I had red nails in that one. Like Like a burgundy. It was was more like maroon, but uh, not, not. You didn't like it? Not my color, but maybe I also wasn't wearing, like, clothing that was complementing it and making it kind of make sense. But, yeah, no, I feel like blue, black, gray, even white or a pale blue, I can pull off. Periwinkle? uh, Yes. But, um, like a, like a maroon not the
0: person at the starbucks drive-thru was like shook they were like oh my god i love your nails
1: i think it's just because they saw a masculine presenting person wearing nail polish in mississippi and True. they were like and they were like i have to compliment this to encourage a brother <laughs> <laughs> one of us one they of
0: were us clearly lgbtq in some way so yeah, yeah.
1: you um, can just judge people off know, of their looks. Trevor. i know
0: but you can we know okay we know We's- we see you and we appreciate you. <laughs> um, are you ready for my out? Okay. Y'all, I'm just going to set the scene a little bit. I'm going to try to do it quickly because we have stories to get to. But um, this was also at work Um, and I had a patient. They have sleep apnea. They weren't using their CPAP. And I was like. You got to use your CPAP machine because, again, not medical advice, but sleep apnea can cause a lot of other issues in life. So if you have sleep apnea, wear that mask, honey, and get your good sleep because sleep is important. So I was like, yeah, I really want you to start using your CPAP machine. And he was like, OK, well, can you refer me to the sleep doctors because I, I would like to uh, like get ways to keep it clean and i was like sure so i did that and then as we were walking out um he's like yeah it's just it's hard for me to keep it clean you know sometimes i open it and there are roaches in it (gasps) what (gasps) roaches in what the cpap
1: Ew. and i this was like
0: (sighs) patients love to if you're a person in the medical field like, be talking to you, blah, 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 blah. And then, they and just then drop on the bomb. way out, like, we weren't even in a room anymore. We were in the hallway walking.
1: Yeah, I found a thumb. Yeah. It's fine.
0: Like, just, like, to drop stuff. And I was like, oh, um, yeah, I don't... That's not good. We don't want that. And I can see why you're hesitant to use your CPAP if there's roaches in it. So I'll definitely get you in touch with the sleep person. Um... But yeah, the, the imagery of roaches in something that you're attaching uh, to your face throughout the night, uh, that's my out. And that was scary. So I thought I would use it for this week's episode <laughs> because it's spooky.
1: I'm going to vomit. Yeah. Why did you? Ew. I know. I, I mean, mean it's, it's, if yeah. it's the theme of today's <laughs> yeah. episode. Let's keep it real. It fits the theme.
0: Yes, yeah, very ooky spooky.
1: Um, But...
0: Speaking of ookie spooky, should we get into drag?
1: (laughs) We're going to be right back. Get ready. Prepare your mind. Mm -hmm. Prepare your ear holes. Prepare your eyes, YouTube watchers. Mm -hmm. Everyone that's listening should be watching on YouTube. Let's keep it real. We we have something in store for you. We're going to take a little break.
0: Maybe get a little bit of an ad moment. Who knows? And we'll be right back to set
1: the scene. (gasps) Goodbye. This week's episode is sponsored by me! Gunter, your favorite podcast host. If you didn't already know, I'm actually an independent singer-songwriter. Nightmares and Daydreams, my double album, is out everywhere you buy and stream music. Nightmares takes you through global social issues with deep-cut pop tracks. Daydreams discusses personal existential experiences with the sweeter side of pop. If you like my music, please consider purchasing it to help support me and help me keep creating. Thanks for your support, and now back to your regularly scheduled programming. Oh. Ooh,
2: you're so scared. You're spooky.
1: Boo. That's my line. Oh. oh.
2: I'm a ghost.
0: Yes, Gunter is a ghost. He has his chains going
1: on. Can you hear them, our audio-only listeners?
0: Okay, ASMR. Hello,
2: can you hear? I'm actually
0: pretty impressed by the application of these chains.
2: Our YouTube listeners will be able to see the intricate
1: details. I went all in. I was getting, like, ghost of is it which one has the chains the past ghost one? of christmas past i think yeah i think he has the ball and chain yeah and so i'm giving like
2: ooh that
1: that yes <laughs> ooh, that and i'm giving
0: zombie sickly zombie he's giving covid19 person turning into a zombie like flesh eating um Hash slinging, trash, slinging.
2: slinging. <laughs> trash eating.
0: Yes, the hash slinging slasher. Which is honestly what you wear every day. Yeah. But yeah, we wanted to give you this spooky vibe. We got this spooky set and we're going to tell you some scary stories. Ooh. Some uh real life scaries that are going on and some, some good oofy, old fashioned campfires. Oofy, spooky,
2: get yeah. s'mores. Ooh. Yeah. Or a bottle of wine.
0: And uh, we hope you enjoy We hope we don't scare you too much.
1: Get fe- Let's get festive. We're festive. We're festive. We're getting festive. Shh, it's not time. What are you talking about? Mariah every, Carey? every Yeah, every oh, time, okay. everybody, every year, people like to do the, all I want for Christmas is you. They're it's like, it's <laughs> fine. And she's if it's too soon, she's always like, no, oh. not yet. Uh, Mariah Carey owns Christmas. She decides when it yeah. when the season begins. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Trevor, are you going to ooky spooky read us?
0: Yes, I have found a little collection of Gunter. <laughs> He's I'm having trying, fun
1: with the chain. I'm trying to give our audio only listeners the the VHS recordings of read along books from the 90s um, vibes.
0: I have found a collection of spooky stories on the Reddit r slash no sleep. I did a lot of research in quotes. I get no sleep every night. About which are the scariest. And so the first one I'm going to read has 67.8 thousand upvotes. Yes, that's our skull. Um, And... It is a long one, I'm just telling you now, so buckle up. It's going to be about 15 minutes of reading, but it's a good story. Are we ready, Gunter? Are we ready to dive in? We're
2: ready. We're ready.
0: The title is My Wife Has Been Peeking at Me from Around Corners and Behind Furniture. It's gone from weird to terrifying. And I'm going to put my glasses on and kind of ruin the illusion because I'm farsighted and can't read, so...
1: (gasps) oh, Someone's calling from inside the house! What's up? Remember? What's (laughs) up? Are you finished with those errands?
0: Um, okay. Are we ready? Yes. I'm mainly asking you, Gunter. Are you ready?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. I tried to put the skull on top of the microphone. It didn't work. Alright, I'm done. Yes,
0: we're done. Okay. <laughs> so are we ready for the first story? Yeah. This one is called She's in the House. Find her. Ooh. Ladies and gentlemen, her. Literally. <laughs> okay, this is from R slash No Sleep, written by Hee Haw Shofar. <laughs> Um I'm done. <laughs> and she's 8 years old. Okay. Okay. I live in my own in suburbia. Nice little neighborhood. The kind of place where kids will be playing out in the street with parents doing yard work when you pull into your driveway. That's exactly how last night began. My girlfriend and I pulled in and got out of the car. We waved to the kids and had a friendly chat with Mrs. Roop next door. Hate that name.
1: Mrs. Roop Paul. <laughs>
0: this was the kind of life i always imagined and at 20 i couldn't believe it had already happened for me we went inside and started our evening we made dinner we love cooking together there's a symmetry between us that just works we ate watched some tv downstairs just a normal night once it was time we went upstairs she started doing her nightly routine girls always do in the bathroom and i just laid in bed reading pen pal for the 20th time With the fan going and the water running from the bathroom, I almost didn't hear it. I wish now that the fan had been set to three instead of two, because then everything would be different. Okay, that's a little dramatic, but okay. But no, it was just faint enough for me to hear the sound over everything else. Knock, knock, knock. I reached over and clicked the fan off. I waited for a moment, listening. Knock, knock, knock. God damn it, I thought. I put my book down on the nightstand and got up. I grabbed my zip up off the chair and threw it on. As I walked out of the room, I could hear my girlfriend starting to say something, but I wanted to get rid of whoever was at the door first. I slumped down the stairs a little pissy, thinking that if this was another solicitor trying to sell me glass cleaner, I was going to have a fit. I zipped up the jacket as I flicked on the light next to the front door. I looked through the peephole, but it was pitch black. I flicked the outside light on still pitch black. I figured the light bulb had gone out again, as I have had problems with it before. Reluctantly, I twisted the deadbolt and opened the door. Nothing. No one was there. I poked my head out to look around. The yard and driveway were empty. Looking back, I made so many horrible mistakes. I stepped out onto the welcome mat. The streets were empty and silent, minus the hum from the streetlights. I scoffed and figured it was the kids just playing a prank on me. I turned and walked back inside. After relocking the door and heading back for the stairs, I started to have a feeling. Something just didn't feel right in my stomach, and I knew that only one thing was going to put it at ease. My doll. (laughs) He said food, so yeah, same, same. But I walked down the hallway into the kitchen and flicked on the light. Opening up the fridge, I started to scan the shelves for something quick and easy to eat. I settled on one of those wafer peanut butter and chocolate bars that you can get at the dollar store. A Kit Kat? Wait, peanut butter? I don't know. <laughs> I keep them in the fridge so they don't melt in my hand when I'm eating them. Nutter butters? Yeah, maybe that's what he was talking about.
1: Good.
0: I peeled back the plastic wrapper and as I was taking my first bite, I noticed something odd out of the corner of my eye. The winder. The window? winder. The winder. <laughs> the window above the kitchen sink was open. I'd never opened that window for the entire time i lived here. I thought back, trying to remember when it could have happened, and then I recalled her saying that she was feeling really hot while she was doing the dishes. She must have opened it to try to cool off. I walked over and slid it shut, and finally made my way back upstairs. I walked back into the bedroom, and the water was still running. I went to the entrance to the bathroom. Did you say something early? I began to say, but stopped. And I oh, The bathroom was empty. Water continued to pour out of the faucet, steam floating up, clinging to the mirror. I stopped the water and turned around to scan the room. She wasn't there. Amanda, I called out. No answer. I went to the walk-in closet. Nothing. I started to leave the room, but again something caught my eye. I glanced at my nightstand and on top of my book was a piece of paper. It was folded in half and set up, making it look like a little tent. I reached out and picked it up. The first thing i obviously saw was the blood it was a bloody fingerprint on the corner of the paper my heart started to race finally my brain let my eyes pan over to read what it said and even now i wish it wouldn't have he's in the house dot 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 find her ladies and gentlemen her i read it though i read those six words over and over I looked around the room again, hoping to see Amanda just hiding in the corner, snickering like she'd pulled off an amazing prank, but the room was empty. I walked around the room, looking behind chairs, inside the shower, inside the closet. I looked at the bed and felt like a six-year-old again as I slowly knelt down to look underneath. My hands had apparently been getting sweaty because they kept slipping slightly against the hardwood floor. I bent down and lifted the skirt of the bed. Nothing. Just a couple dust bunnies and an old pair of running shoes that I keep meaning to throw out. I stood back up and started to become agitated. My mind didn't know whether this was a joke or if I needed to be terrified. Amanda, I yelled. This isn't funny anymore. Just come out. Silence. Look, I'm really freaked out. Stop this. I walked out into the upstairs hallway and quickly went through all the rooms. The spare bedroom. Empty. The exercise room. Rich. Empty. (laughs) Other upstairs bathroom, empty. I ran downstairs and looked everywhere there. It was as if she just vanished, and all that was left was this note. I figured that the only thing left to do was call the police. I ran back upstairs and into the bedroom. The bathroom faucet must have had a leak because as I entered, I started hearing faint drips of water. I went to the dresser to grab my phone, but it wasn't there. Neither were my keys or wallet. I spun and looked at my nightstand. They weren't there. I grabbed my jeans I wore that day and checked the pockets. Empty. I threw the jeans on the floor in anger. I stood there for a moment without a clue of what I should do. Drip. 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 I stormed into the bathroom and twisted the knob. Drip. Drip. I hit the faucet, getting pissed, but then I froze. There was no water in the sink. And the drips sounded farther away. I slowly walked back out into the bedroom. Drip. I moved around trying to determine where it was coming from. As I moved closer to the bed, it got louder. Once again, I slowly dropped to my knees and bent over next to the bed. My hand reached for the bed skirt and I lifted it up. For every drip, my heart pounded 50 times. I sank my head down and looked under the bed and then I saw it. A small pool of red about a foot in front of me, with more dripping down from above. I jumped to my feet and pulled the sheets off the bed, slid my hands in between the mattress and the box spring, and after a moment of hesitation, I flung the mattress up with everything I had. My throat closed instantly. I couldn't comprehend what was in front of me. My mind would only let me process the image one fraction at a time. At first, I just saw my box spring sitting inside the bed frame. Then I saw that there was a huge tear down the middle of the box spring. And then I saw Amanda inside the box spring. Her beautiful face poking out from the tear. Then there was her neck, which was nothing but red. The final thing that my mind let me see appeared. It was right in the center, laying on her stomach. Another note. I couldn't move. Tears were streaming down my face uncontrollably, but I didn't make a sound. My hands began to violently shake and my knees collapsed onto the edge of the box spring. I reached out and pulled Amanda's body up. My life, my everything. I wrapped my arms around her and started to scream. The note slid off of her and hit the box spring. My hand slowly moved down towards the note, now barely even able to bend my fingers. I somehow managed to grasp the note and bring it to my eyes, with my vision completely blurred from the tears. I wiped them against my jacket sleeve and looked at the note. Again, there was a bloody fingerprint. But at this point, it could have been mine. Everything is hazy from those moments, but the words. The words are forever burned into my memory. They are the reason I'm sitting here now. The reason I ran out of my house screaming for help. But where am I? That's the end. Murderer in the house.
2: Murderer in the
0: house. (laughs) Okay, work. So there was a murderer in the house. And left a note saying, she's in the house, find her. And so he found her dead body. And then there was another note that said, now where am I from the murderer? Oh, like yes. a little hunt. Like a little little game. Like, like a, a little, little... game. Yes. Sadistic. Yes.
1: Okay. Okay. That was spooky. <laughs> that was me a few times. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, I was like, ooh. Oh, yeah. I don't like spooky ah! ooky.
0: Yeah, the next one is not i feel like this was pretty classical like slasher like horror you know what i mean the hash
1: bringing slash the next one is
0: a little more creepy 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 well
1: my scary story is from the bbc <sighs> not british people
2: <laughs> british people
1: um i decided that my scary stories would be about relevant real world topics, things that you should actually be scared of. Well done, Mama. Because that is what I do. I am trying to be an educator, even if I'm not on anyone's payroll. So I found this article two days ago um, by the BBC titled "World Breaches Key 1.5 Cent Celsius." Almost said <laughs> centimeter, centigrade. Cent- 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 Celsius. 1.5. Warming mark for record number of days. This is written by Pat McGrath, uh, Mark. Pointing, I love their makeup. Becky Dale and Jana Tauschinski. Um. The first big like bolded point in the story. Is, should I read this as a character? If you want <laughs> the next one, I'm not going to because it's too insensitive. But okay, this one, yeah. because it affects everybody, and we're all going to burn if we don't take care of the planet. I guess I mm-hmm. guess this one could be more like satirical if I read it yeah, as a character. Like, okay, do it. I'm going to read it as my my ghostly Gunter.
2: Okay. Ooh, the world is breaching a key warming threshold at a rate that, as scientists concerned, the BBC analyst analysis has found wow can i actually read <laughs> <Analyst>. <laughs> on about a third of days in 2023 this is serious the average global temperature was at least 1.5 degrees celsius higher than pre-industrial levels that means pre-industrial revolution people Staying below that marker long-term is widely considered crucial to avoid the most damaging impacts to climate change. But 2023 is on track, quotes, to be the hottest year on record. Oh yes, God! And 2024 could be harder! I don't know what I think about that, girl. This is a quote from Dr. Melissa Lezenbi. From the University of Sussex. It's a sign that we're reaching levels we haven't been before. Bean. The latest finding comes after record September temperatures and a summer of extreme weather events across much of the world. Climate change played major role in Libya floods, Antarctic ice at mind-blowing low alarms, expert. Um UN calls for radical changes to slow warming. When political leaders gathered in Paris in December 2015, they signed an agreement to keep the long-term rise. Global temperatures this century well below two degrees Celsius. And to make every effort to keep it under 1.5 degrees Celsius. Ooh, ooh.
0: And I guess they failed.
2: Yeah. <laughs> The agreed limits refer to the difference between global average temperatures now and what they were in pre-industrial period between 1850 and 1900, before the widespread use of fossil fuels. I wish we had a like
0: a scream, like a
2: Ah! yeah. Reaching these Paris thresholds doesn't mean going over them for a day or a week, but instead involves going beyond this limit across a twenty or thirty-year average. This year, wait, this long-term average warming figure figure currently stands at around one point one degrees Celsius to one point two. But the more often 1.5 degrees Celsius is breached for individual days. Cl- this is hurting my voice. Yeah. The closer the world gets <laughs>
1: to breaching this mark in the longer term. Um, the first time this has happened in the modern era was for a few days in December 2015 when politicians were signing the deal on the 1.5 degrees Celsius threshold. Since then, the limit has been repeatedly broken, typically only for short periods. In 2016, influenced by a strong El Nino event, a natural climate shift that tends to increase global temperatures, the world saw around 75 days that went above that mark. But BBC analysis of data from the Copernicus Climate Change Service shows that up to 2nd of October, they say two October, I'm like October 2nd Mm, where?
0: Fancy. Around
1: 86 days in 2023 have been over the 1.5 degrees Celsius warmer than the pre-industrial average. Yeah, it's not great. It's not looking good. That beats the 2016 record well before the end of the year. There is some uncertainty in the exact number of days that have breached the 1.5c threshold because the numbers reflect a global average which can come with small data discrepancies. But the margin by which 2023 has already passed 2016 figures gives confidence the record has already been broken.
2: Mm.
1: This is another quote by Dr. Lezenby. Lesenby, Le- I don't know the lesbian yes the fact that we are reaching this 1.5c anomaly daily and for a longer number of days is concerning you don't say i figure the quotes that they would use would be a little more like all to action yeah it's like it's concerning good no yeah um one important factor i shouldn't say it like it's an exciting thing one important (laughs) one important factor (laughs) (laughs) yeah one important factor in driving up these temperature anomalies is the onset of el nino conditions this was confirmed just a few months ago although it's still weaker than its 2016 peak these conditions are helping to pump heat from the eastern pacific ocean into the atmosphere into the atmosphere this may explain why 2023 is the first year in which the 1.5c anomaly has been recorded between june and october when combined with the long-term warning from burning fossil fuels. This is the first time we've, uh, we're seeing this in the Northern hemisphere summer, which is unusual. It's pretty shocking to see what's been going on. Said professor Ed Hawkins from the university of Reading. I know our Australian colleagues are particularly worried about what's going to be the consequences for them with their summer approaching, for instance, extreme wildfires, especially with El Nino. Um, this graph is showing like the El Nino threshold from like the year 2000 to the year 2020. And it's showing that El Nino is growing compared to the El Nino in, yeah, like the 2018-17 little area and 2016 peaks almost to plus three degrees Celsius. It's um, El Nino was he's tough. Um, days when the temperature difference has exceeded 1.5 C continued into September with more than 1.8 C above the pre-industrial average. Oof. The month as a whole was 1.75 C above the pre-industrial level, and the year to date is around 1.4 C above the 1850-1900 average average according to the Copernicus Climate Change Service. While 2023 is on track to become the warmest year on record, it's not expected to breach the 1.5C warming threshold as a global average across the full 12 months. No! The contributing factors have been the world's oceans have also been experiencing unusually high temperatures this year, and in turn, they release further heat into the atmosphere. Mm. Um the North Atlantic Ocean is the warmest we've ever recorded, and if you look at the North Pacific Ocean, there's a tongue of anomalously warm water stretching all the way from Japan to California.
2: Jesus. Gross. Yeah,
1: said Dr. Jennifer Francis from the Woodwell Climate Research Center, spelled R-E, in the U.S. While greenhouse gas emissions are increasing average temperatures, the precise reason, uh, reasons for why these sea temperatures have surged is not fully known. One theory, which is still uncertain, is that a fall in air pollution from shipping across the North Atlantic has reduced the number of small particles and increased warming. Up until now, these aerosols have been partly offsetting the effect of greenhouse gas emissions by reflecting some of the sun's energy and keeping the Earth's surface cooler than it would have been otherwise. Another perhaps uh, less well-known factor is the situation around Antarctica. There have been ongoing concerns about the state of sea ice around the coldest continent with data showing the levels far below any previous winter. But according to some experts, two spikes in uh, temperature in recent months in Antarctica triggered by natural variability have boosted the global average. However, it's difficult to identify the precise influence of long-term human-caused warming. Mm. This is another quote in early July Antarctica got really warm. They saw record temperatures which is still 20 to 30 uh, or 30 degrees below, Celsius below zero. God, I can't read today. It's cuz I'm dead. I'm a ghost. Uh-huh. It's it's hard to read when like you're spending all your time like using uh your energy to like manifest in a room. It it really drains you. Uh-huh. Um said Dr. Curse Kers- I'm going to read that part again. In early July, Antarctica got really warm. They saw record temperatures, which is still 20 or 30 degrees Celsius below zero, said Dr. Karsten Haustein uh, from the University of Leipzig. And what we see with 1.5C and 1.8C anomalies we are seeing now, it is particularly down to Antarctica again. While the northern hemisphere is uh will naturally cool in autumn and winter, I promise this is almost done. Not that we should be poo-pooing how long an article about climate change. Very is. important. Uh, yes. There's a view that the large temperature differences from the pre-industrial period may persist, especially excuse me. Ugh. I'm also tired. <laughs> I you know, being dead takes it out of you. Especially as El Nino reaches a peak at the end of this year or early next. <clears throat> I had to get some ectoplasm out of my throat. <clears> throat okay researchers believe that these ongoing high temperature anomalies should be a wake-up call for political leaders mm. who will gather in dubai in november for the cop 28 climate summit that i don't support because uh it's still legal to be gay in saudi arabia and mm-hmm. dubai is included in that so um Action on emissions is needed, they say, and not just in the long term. In March, the U.N. urged countries to accelerate climate action, stressing effective options to reduce emissions. Uh, that's supposed to say we're available now from renewables to electric vehicles. It's not just about reaching an end goal of net zero by 2050. It's about how we get there, said Professor Hawkins. Oh, you don't say The IPCC, the UN's climate body, very clearly says we need to have, have, like cut it in half, emissions over this decade and then get to net zero. It's not just about reaching net zero at some point. It's about the pathway to get there. And as this year's extreme weather events have shown from heat waves in Europe to extreme rainfall in Libya, the consequences of climate change increase with every fraction of a degree of warming. Put simply... In layman's terms. And you're, you're the actual scientist. So I'm going to let you correct any misinformation so that I'm not lying. Like, to us as humans who are not, like, obsessed with climate science, it's really easy to hear, oh, one degree Celsius change.
0: I, who cares? I can't even feel one degree. Like, who cares? Like, like
1: the temperature moved, like, 20 degrees Fahrenheit in one night like as fall has started to fall upon us Mm -hmm. um and we're like yay great it's cooling off but when it is one point one degree celsius across climate biospheres like like large thousands thousands square miles of surface of the earth that can cause huge impacts right I mean, yeah, girl, you see the flooding in New York City and Oh my stuff, God, the water like, was literally, like, spurting out never, of the tile underground in the, the walls. The never-ending
0: forest fires just all over the world. Canada, Cali- well, all over
1: this part of the world. Canada, California, the Amazon, like, it's just... I mean, it's a cli- uh, climate change... Climate change? Climate change has been warned about for decades now, and if you don't believe in, like empirical data and science that shows that things are getting hotter and the weather is getting more extreme then i just don't know if you need to like be voting and stuff because if you if you can't trust the scientists to give you accurate information about the one rock that you have to live on this planet then i don't i can't i don't know how to help you
0: everyone go watch wally go watch wally
1: and that's not even real no but that's just is, a scary story about that's a scary humans, story uh, yeah. wiping themselves out yeah yeah i just i wanted to read something about climate uh client <laughs> climate change because it is an existential threat that is affecting all of us hurricanes in america are getting crazier uh like we talked about new york city was flooding it's just like if we're if we're not taking care of the one rock we have to live on we, we can't go anywhere else
0: Yeah, I think it would be ridiculous, especially if you're someone who lives in a coastal region, to not notice that. And look, people are like, global warming. First of all, yes, overall, the globe is getting hotter. That's what Gunter was talking about with the 1.5 degrees Celsius and, and everything. But what that leads to is more extreme weather. There's a difference between climate and weather. So...
1: When people, climate is the pattern over a span of time a, a yeah, larger span of whereas time
0: whereas the weather is like it's raining right now like it's not like you now live in a rainy climate this just is like because middle it's school raining. level science. no i know <laughs> but pe- like that's i think that is an important distinction to make and and when people say global warming they're talking about the global climate and so we can have winters that are colder than last year that doesn't mean global warming is not still happening
1: no the overall average yeah. is the climate also if i'm not mistaken the hotter the summers are the more ice that is melting in the more water that's going into the atmosphere that is then carried over into the winters causing crazier winters and more precipitation
0: i don't know if that's true but it makes sense to me Seems like it could be accurate. Again, I'm not a client
1: scientist. Oh. Oh. (laughs) My God. It's, you can't teach. Clearly the struggle is real. It is. You can't teach an old, dog new tricks. And like, once you're a ghost, like, that, girl, it's imprinted. There is no learning. It's not me. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's hard out here for a ghoul. Hard out here. Me and my ghouls? Me me. and my ghouls are having such a hard time. Do you even
0: understand my reference?
1: yes so anyway that is my um one scary article Mm -hmm. the other one i'm not gonna read in the character voice don't worry
0: (laughs) don't yeah when you told me you were gonna do a character voice and then you were like it would be insensitive i was like okay good
1: yeah (laughs) look i have common sense
0: sometimes um great should we get into another spooky story from Reddit? Yeah. Okay. This one is also from r/slash no sleep. It's written by 1000 Vultures, who apparently is like a very well-known scary story writer on r/slash no sleep. And the interesting thing about this is like people they write these stories. I'm sure you noticed with the last one as if it's a true story. And people in the comments are like, "I can't believe this happened to you," and they're like, "I know, my life is so crazy." But, but I these like, people
1: don't realize. But
0: well, I don't know. Like, are they real or not? I, I guess who can never be sure. Who can never be sure? <laughs> That's something that someone said on Drag Race once. Who can never be Chandler sure? Chandler and I say it all the time. So Well. Yeah. Okay. I'm ready. This one is called Balloons. Hit me with it, ghoul It's called Balloons. And it was written 12 years ago. Wow, that makes me feel old. Okay.
2: Ooh, uh,
0: when I was five years old, I went to an elementary school that, from what I've come to understand, was really adamant about the importance of learning through activity. Hello? Isn't that your teaching philosophy? Okay.
1: It's hands-on, create, crafting, mm-hmm. constructing your own knowledge. Constructivism. Is that what yes. Yes it was part of well, it was i'm a ghost so i don't oh, i can't yeah. teach anymore it was part
0: of a new program designed to allow children to rise at their own pace and to facilitate this the school encountered oh sorry Encouraged teachers to come up with really inventive lesson plans each teacher was given the latitude to create his or her own themes which would run the duration of the grade and all the lessons in math reading etc would be designed in the spirit of a theme
1: math oh wait <laughs>
0: these themes were called groups there was a space group a sea group an earth group and the group I was in was community ew if that was me I would have been upset that I wasn't in any of the other groups that is the most
1: pedestrian um
0: in kindergarten in this oh sorry in kindergarten in this country you don't learn much except how to tie your shoes and how to share so most of it isn't very memorable I only remember two things very clearly I was the best at writing my name the right way and the balloon project, which was really the hallmark of the community group, since it was a pretty clever way to show how a community functioned at a, right, at a really basic level. You've probably heard of this activity. I'm just gonna say right now, I've never heard of this activity before, but here we go. On one Friday, toward the beginning of the year, we walked into the classroom in the morning and saw that there was a, there were a bunch of fully inflated balloons tied off with string taped to each of our desks. Sitting on each of our desks was a marker, a pen, a piece of paper, and an envelope. The project was to write a note on the paper, put it in the envelope, and attach it to the balloon which uh, which we could draw a picture on if we wanted. Most of the kids started fighting over which balloons they wanted because they wanted different colors, but I started on my note which I had thought a lot about.
1: I'm so much I know, better than everyone. Really... <laughs> yeah.
0: All the notes had to follow a loose structure, but we were allowed to be creative within those boundaries. My note was something like this. Hi, you found my balloon. <laughs> my name is Name, and I attend blank elementary school. You can keep the balloon, but I hope you write me back. I like mighty Packs, exploring building forts, swimming, And friendship.
1: This was before iPad, kids.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What do you like? Write me back soon. Here's a dollar for the mail. On the dollar, I wrote, four stamps, right across the front, which my mom said was unnecessary. But I thought it was genius, so I did it. The teacher took a Polaroid of each of us with our balloons and had us put them in the envelope along with our letter. They also included another letter that I assume explained the nature of the project and sincere appreciation for anyone's participation in writing back and sending photos of their city or neighborhood. That was the whole idea. To build a sense of of community without having to leave the school. And to establish safe contact with other people. Seemed like such a fun idea. I don't know about telling people what school you go to as a kindergartner, but okay. Um, Over the next couple weeks, the letters started to roll in. Most came with pictures of different landmarks. And each time a letter would come in, the teacher would pin the picture on a big wall map we had put up showing where the letter had come from and how far our balloons had traveled. It was a really smart idea. Um, because we actually looked forward to coming to school to see if we had gotten a return letter. For the duration of the year, we had one day a week where we could write back to our pen pal or another student's pen pal in case our letter hadn't come in yet. Mine was one of the last to arrive. When I came into the classroom, I looked at my desk and once again didn't see any letter waiting for me, but as I sat down the teacher approached me and handed me an envelope. I must have looked so excited because as I was about to open it, she put her hand on mine to stop me and said, please don't be upset. I didn't understand what she meant. Why would I be upset now that my letter had come in? Initially I was mystified that she would even know what was in the envelope, but now I realized that of course the teacher had to screen the contents to make sure that there was nothing obscene. But all the same, how could I be disappointed? When I opened the envelope, I understood. There was no letter. The only thing in the envelope was a Polaroid. But I couldn't really make out what it was. It looked like a patch of desert, but it was too blurry to decipher. It appeared as if the camera had been moved while the picture was being taken. There was no return address, so I couldn't even write back if I wanted to. I was crushed. The school year pressed on, and the letters had stopped coming for nearly all the other students. After all, you can only continue a written correspondence with a kindergartner for so long. Everyone, including myself, had lost interest in the letters almost completely. Then I got another envelope. My excitement was rejuvenated, and I revealed—oh, and I reveled—I also can't read, hello—in the fact that I was still getting a letter when most of the other pen pals had abandoned their involvement. It made sense that I received another delivery, there had been nothing but a blurry picture in the first one, so this was probably going to make up for that. But again, there was no letter at all, just another picture. This one was more distinguishable, but I still didn't understand it. The photograph was angled way up, catching the top corner of a building and the rest of the image was distorted by lens flare from the sun. Because the balloons didn't travel very far, and because they were all launched on the same day, the board became a bit cluttered. And so the policy for the students still exchanging letters became that they could take the photographs home. My best friend Josh had the second highest number of pictures taken home by the end of the year. His pen pal was really cooperative and sent him pictures from all around their neighborhood city. Um, Josh took home, I think, 4 pictures? I took home nearly 50. Okay. The envelopes were all opened by the teacher, but after a while I stopped even looking at the pictures. However, I did save them in one of my drawers that housed my collection of rocks, baseball cards, comic book cards, and little miniature baseball batting helmets that I'd get out of vending machines at Winn-Dixie after T-Ball games.
1: So this was written in, like, Texas or something? Yeah.
0: Okay. With the school year over, my attention turned to other things. My mom had gotten me a small snow cone machine for Christmas that year, and Josh had really coveted it. Oh, covet. Okay. That is an A-C-T word. Yeah. I
1: mean, S-A-T word. <laughs>
0: so much so that his parents bought him a slightly nicer one for his birthday there is so much comparison going on in this story okay yeah i know this person yeah. wrote
1: this story not to scare people but to like brag about how good they think yeah. they got it
0: that summer we had the idea that we would set up a snow cone stand to make money we thought we'd make a fortune selling snow cones at one dollar a piece Josh lived in a different neighborhood, but we eventually decided that my neighborhood would be better because there were a lot of people who cared for their lawns. The yards in my neighborhood were slightly bigger. Okay. Okay, we get it. You're rich. Oh my okay. god, we get <laughs>
1: yeah. it. Uh...
0: We did this for five weekends in a row until my mom told us that we had to stop, and I've only recently come to understand why she did that. On the fifth weekend, Josh and I were counting our money because we because
1: are so rich. <laughs>
0: Because we both had a machine, we each had a separate stack of money that we put together into one stack and then split it evenly. Socialism. Okay, okay yeah. We had made a total of $16 that day. Remember when $16 was as a, a kid lot of was money. like a lot? I yeah. know. And as Josh paid out my fifth dollar, a feeling of profound surprise confused me. The dollar said, four stamps on it.
2: Mm. Josh Ooh. noticed
0: my shock and asked if he had miscounted. I told him about the dollar and he said, that's so cool. As I thought about it, I came to agree. The idea that the dollar had made it its way back to me after uh, changing so many hands floored me. I rushed inside to tell my mom, but my excitement coupled with her being distracted by a phone call made my story incomprehensible. And she responded simply by saying, oh, wow, that's neat. (laughs) Frustrated. I ran back outside and told Josh I had something to show him. Back in my room I opened the drawer and took out the stack of envelopes and showed him some of the pictures. I started with the first picture and we went through about 10 before Josh lost interest and asked if I wanted to go play in the ditch. Okay. (laughs) Before his mom came to pick him up. So that's what we did. We had a dirt war for a while but it was interrupted several times by rustling in the woods around us. There were raccoons and stray cats that lived in there but this was making a little too much noise and we traded guesses at what it was in attempt to scare each other. My last guess was that it was a mummy. But in the end, Josh kept insisting that it was a robot because of, sounds, because of the sounds that we heard. Before we left, he got a little serious and looked me right in the eyes and said, you heard it didn't you? It sounded like a robot. You heard it too, right? I had heard it. And since it sounded mechanical, I agreed that it was probably a robot. It's only now that I understood what we were hearing. When we got back, Josh's mom was waiting for him at the kitchen table with my mom. Josh told us about Josh told his mom about the robot, our moms laughed, and Josh went home. My mom and I ate dinner, and then I went to bed. I didn't stay in bed for long before I crept out and decided that due to the day's events, I would revisit the envelope, since now the whole affair seemed much more interesting. I took the first envelope and set it on the floor and set the blurry desert Polaroid on top. I laid the second envelope right next to it and placed the oddly angled polaroid of the building's top corner on top and did this with each picture until it formed a grid that was about five by ten. I was always taught to be careful with things that I was collecting, even if I wasn't sure if they were valuable. I noticed that the pictures gradually became more decipherable. There was a tree with a bird on it, a speed limit sign, power line, a group of people walking into some building, and then I saw something that vexed me so powerfully that I can now as i write this distinctly remember feeling dizzy and capable of only a single repeating thought why am i in this picture in this photograph of the group of people entering the building i saw myself holding hands with my mother in the very back of the crowd of people we were at the very edge of the photo but it was undeniably us and as my eyes swam over the sea of polaroids i became increasingly anxious It was a really odd feeling. It wasn't fear. It was the feeling you get when you are in trouble. I'm not sure why I was flooded with that feeling, but there I sat, floundering in the distinct sense that I had done something wrong. And this feeling only intensified as I looked on at the rest of the photos after that one that had so powerfully struck me. I was in every photo. None of them were close shots. None of them were only of me. But I was in every single one of them. Off to the side, in the back, bottom of the frame. Some of them only had the tiniest part of my face captured at the very edge of the photo. But nonetheless, I was there. I was always there. I didn't know what to do. Your mind works in funny ways as a kid, but there was a large part of me that was afraid of getting in trouble simply for still being up. Since I already had the looming feeling of having done something wrong, I decided that I would wait until tomorrow. The next day, my mom was off work and I spent most of the morning cleaning up around the house. I watched cartoons, I imagine, and waited until I thought it was a good time to show her the Polaroids. When she went out to get the mail, I grabbed a couple of the pictures and put them on the table in front of me as I sat waiting for her to come back in. When she returned, she was already opening the mail and threw some junk mail into the trash can, and I said, Mom, can you come here for a second? I have these pictures. Just give me a minute, honey. I need to mark these on the calendar. After a minute or two, she came and stood behind me and asked me what I needed. I could hear her shoveling, shuffling with the mail f- behind me, but I just looked at the Polaroids and told her about them. As I explained more and pointed to the pictures, her frequent uh-huh and okays decreased, and she was suddenly completely quiet and only making a little noise by the mail. The next noise I heard from her sounded as if she was trying to catch her breath in a room that had no la- air left in it. At last her struggling gasps were conquered and she simply dropped the remaining mail on the table and ran to the kitchen to get the phone mom i'm sorry i didn't know about these don't be mad at me with the phone pressed in her ear she was walking running back and forth and shouting into it i nervously fiddled with the mail sitting next to my polaroids the top envelope had something sticking out of it that i thoughtlessly and anxiously pulled on until it came out it was another polaroid Confused, I thought that somehow one of my Polaroids had slipped into the stack when she threw the mail down, but when I turned it over and looked at it, I realized that I had not seen this one before. To my dismay, it was me, but this one was a much closer shot. I was surrounded by trees and was smiling, but it wasn't just me, I noticed. Josh was there, too. This was us from yesterday. I started yelling for my mom, who was screaming into the phone. I repeatedly yelled for her until she finally responded, "'What?' and I could only think to ask, "'Who are you calling?' i'm talking with the police honey but why i'm sorry i didn't mean to do anything she answered me with a response that i never understood until i was forced to revisit these events from the earliest years of my life she grabbed the envelope off the table and the picture of josh and i spun and slid landing next to the other polaroids in front of me she held the envelope up to my eyes but i could only look at her and watch as all the color began draining out of her face with tears welling up in her eyes She said that she had to call the police because there was no postmark on any of the envelopes. That's it? Yeah. Ooh, cliffhanger! (laughs) That's creepy. Yeah. So, it's like you think, oh, this is just a fun little project. We're going to release these balloons and there's going to be a picture of you. But then this creepy person found the child and had been taking pictures of him for, like, months and months. And then that last um, envelope with the picture of him and his friend in the woods from when they heard the machine in the woods and mm, they didn't know what it was mm, had no postage on it. So he like knew exactly where he lived and put it in his mailbox.
1: Uh 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 uh. uh Scary.
2: I don't like it.
1: Ew. Ew. I don't like it. It was
2: so creepy. Yeah.
1: I got really, I zoned in you did for real for, like the last like five minutes yeah, yeah. <laughs> um i have decided not to read the other article just because okay. it, it feels kind of insensitive in this in get this, up. yeah okay like not just the character but the get up so yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna refrain um just you know make a wise decision a yeah considerate okay. decision but
0: uh i'm sure we'll talk about it at a future episode yeah we will we yeah will.
1: yeah um we're good it's just it's just news articles yeah. um thank you so much for tuning in to our halloween episode we're gonna like d-drag yes and then we'll come back at you in like a split second to let you know what we got to going on and how, to, and how to follow us yeah okay? and do our song of the week so okay, i'm okay. gonna go uh face through a wall. I'm gonna go hang out with my ghouls and de-drag.
0: I'm gonna go take a bunch of antibiotics <laughs> and fix myself yes, up. Yes,
1: um, you are um oozing profusely mm-hmm. from the face. I've
0: heard people have been telling me I've looked green lately.
1: Oh kind of. no. <laughs> you look good.
0: good. You look good.
1: It's not bad,
2: it's just not good.
0: But yeah, we hope you enjoyed our set. We wanted to get a little creative. And uh, we're going to maybe be doing some more things like this in the future. So get ready. But we like absolutely we said, will We'll be. be back in just a second. So we'll see oh. you <clears throat> soon. Bye. Hi. Hello, we are back. back. We Ooh. hope you enjoyed that spooky segment. Those stories had me spooked, honey. Especially the one about the earth burning, you know. Oh yes, climate change. We hate it. We hate it and we're living through it, so. Yeah. yeah.
1: We're all in this together. We're all in this together. And copyright.
0: <gasps> My song of the week actually is a Disney song.
1: Ew. <laughs> well, why don't you do your song of the week we We're first getting then. into our song of it the week. Out of the blank.
0: Um, it is... Calling all the monsters by Chyna Ann McClain from the Disney Channel Original Series, Ant Farm. <laughs> this song, y'all, look, forget Thriller, forget the Monster Mash. If this song is not on your Halloween party playlist, you're missing out because you would think this 13-year-old singing a Disney song is gonna be bad. But no, it is such a bop. It's like, she sounds like Rihanna, and it's just like bum bum. Uh, yes, it's, it's very bum, like bum, Disturbia, bum, which is also a if that's not on your Halloween playlist, what are you doing? But calling all the monsters, it, she's like, Tonight, all the monsters gonna dance, they're coming to get ya. It's so I look, you just have to look it up. That's my song of the week when I get close to Halloween. That song plays on my head and repeat because it is so good. And yes, it's from a corny TV show, but that doesn't negate the fact that it's a bop. Mm -hmm. So if you're having a Halloween party, put um, Calling All the Monsters on your playlist. You won't regret it.
1: Um, My song of the week is also Halloween themed. It is... Savages by the one and only Marina, formerly known as Marina oh, and the Diamonds. Oh, I was not expecting this. it. From the moment I heard the song for the first time in 2016, I think, is when Fruit officially released the album. Um, If you have not listened to Fruit, F-R-O-O-T by Fruit, Marina, ooh, ooh, we've got to do an album review on it, do. but it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's one of my top, like, five albums ever in my entire life. Um... Phenomenal, phenomenal music, all self-written by um, a female in the oh, industry. is that shade?
0: Huh? Is that shade towards people
1: that don't self-write their own music at Choice Troye Sivan? On- oh, ooh, I didn't say it. <laughs> I didn't say it. Um, no, it was not intended to be shade, but it's like an impressive feat props. that, a, that yeah. a woman like in mm-hmm. 2013, 2014, when the pop industry was like really in control of people like... Some of these producers that are getting in trouble these days. Very like, sexist. Yeah. Yeah. And very controlling. It's wild that like a woman was able to have like a successful album that was completely self-written and the record label let her do that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, she has a song on that album called Savages, which is a big old like social criticism critique of like... The human urge to murder and kill and, um, like, there's even references to terrorism, the Boston the Boston Marathon bombings and um, the R-word kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Just, like, the, the really evil things that Underneath are... Underneath it all, we're, we're just savages hidden out.
2: behind shirts,
1: ties, and marriage Anyway, it is very spooky, spooky Halloween vibes, synthesizers that almost sound like, um, ghostly voices and organs. And there's a part where she just like wails and it sounds like a banshee or a ghost and it is a pop bop. You can dance to it. You can sing along to it. It sounds very Halloween. And it also has a message about being careful about the evil darker sides of our humanity and needing to acknowledge it as a species and how it's probably baked into our DNA. And there's things that Mm. we're going to have to work harder on if we want like the suffering of certain human behaviors to end and i just i love heady music like that yeah you love a love a song or album i love a pop song that's that like sends fun, a message but yeah. also is like haha i got you with the ear candy i'm actually gonna make you rethink everything in your entire life i love pop music like that Works. why i love marina
0: yeah
1: kesha does it too sometimes
0: you know who else did it
1: you on Nightmares oh, and Daydreams. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. did kind of do yeah. that, didn't I? Yeah. Ah I shouldn't give myself that much credit, but I You I did mean, it. You did the thing. Dead to Rights is a very socially influenced song. Man Enough is more mm-hmm. ballad, but same concept. El Dorado.
0: Eldorado. Um Up uh, Pandora's Box. Hello? Pandora's
2: Box.
1: Yeah. Anywho. Anywho, we hope you enjoyed the Ookie Spooky Halloween special. It's the first Halloween special we've ever done. True, and I knew Trevor was going to live for it because Halloween—it's it, Halloween. kind of your thing.
0: Look, the reason fall is one of my favorite—well, um, maybe my favorite my favorite season. episodes. No, no, episodes. no, I did not. I love fall because, well, the foliage, but um. And the weather. I love Sweater the weather, weather. when fall. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. I know then you're getting into winter. Okay, I know. But it's just like, I don't know. There's so much celebrating. It's like it happens
1: every year. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, There's good food. There's candy. There's good desserts. Look, pumpkin spice, whatever. I don't really care about that. But it's just, I don't know. It's like, yes, it's the literal darkest time of the year. But society has found ways to make it celebratory and fun yeah and so i like that i like
1: the darker side I of i mean things. we've been celebrating the end and, of the harvest since yeah. like pagan times like
0: yeah so but yeah halloween is one of my faves and even if you don't like halloween i hope you enjoyed this episode yeah me too um
1: and i hope we didn't spook you too much with our stories or my uh Ooh roaches in the sea path uh, oh my god <laughs> yeah. never talk about that again on the pod i wonder if people have unfollowed or unsubscribed just based on that
0: you know that's if that's they horrid. did that's
1: their fault <laughs> as rupaul says that's rotten rotten rotten, rotten. yeah <laughs> um you can follow us on any social media platform including instagram and threads facebook at Out pod um, you can follow us on X, formerly known as Twitter. Everyone take a shot. TikTok, YouTube, all at up and out pod. You can follow Trevor on Instagram and threads, maybe, at Trevor T Van Vliet. We'll see if he ever becomes public again. You can follow me, Gunter, on Instagram and Threads at Gunter McCourt. X at Gunter McCourt, although I don't know how long I'll be on there. Mm. Um you can follow me on TikTok, Blue Sky, Facebook, Exclusive. and my website at Gunter the Singer. And if you want to email us topics, news, questions, advice, um, anything under the sun, if you want to share what you're doing for Halloween with us, we can we can show it on the pod. We can talk about it on the pod, whatever you want, however you want to interact with us, because we I mean, we're in a studio alone but, like, when we finally put our stuff out, when the mm-hmm. episodes get published, it's up to you uh, about how you want to interact with us. And so, if you come up with anything that you want us to share on the pod, we'll do Honestly, it. Honestly,
0: if you've made it this far in the episode, drop your favorite Halloween candy in the comments.
1: Yes! There we go. Some interaction. Mm-hmm. Also, we have a bowl of candy that yeah, I cannot stop eating yeah. from right now. Um, There's also going to be a Halloween poll... Um, On Spotify and YouTube, at least, I believe, Um, where we'll have maybe maybe we can figure out how to do it on our Instagram story, too, where we'll ask you uh, your preference of a spooky selection of things. Anywho, thank you so much for listening to the ooky spooky
2: Halloween special.
0: We'll catch you next week with also something that involves costumes.
2: So get ready for that (laughs) I forgot our
1: schedule but now I know what you're talking
0: about Um, We'll be back next week And we hope you're back next week too But this has been The Up and Out Podcast Spooky Spooky Halloween Edition
1: Okay goodbye Bye Love
2: you guys Bye
1: Up and Out podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only, okay? Don't take everything we say too seriously. Nothing we say is intended as legal or medical advice. All opinions shared by the hosts are theirs alone and do not reflect the beliefs and opinions of anyone else or any other organization.